uctoday.com. Hello and welcome to Out Loud. Last week, UC Today brought you the news that Gartner, the world's leading research and advisory company, have scrapped their magic quadrant for unified communications. In case you aren't aware, the Gartner magic quadrants refer to a series of market research reports that rely on data analysis to demonstrate market trends such as direction, maturity and participants. RingCentral are one of the world's leading providers of cloud-based communication and collaboration solutions and they feature heavily in the Gartner UCAS Magic Quadrant. Today I am joined by their Managing Director for the EMEA, Sahil Reki. Sahil gives me his reaction to the news that Gartner have scrapped the Magic Quadrant for UC, so I started by asking him if he saw this coming. Have a listen. did see this coming. To, to some extent, you can argue, we're probably wondering when this was going to happen because they do run these separate MQs in the past for UC and UCAS, and then there is one for CCAS as well. Um, if you look at the landscape of why they produced the Gartner MQ, it's really aimed at large enterprises looking to get an understanding of the vendor landscape and who's doing what and provide some forward-looking indicators of who's the best vendor in the field for enterprises to to go with and subscribe their technology bases into. Uh, And from that perspective, the UCMQ has sort of run its course in the last couple of years. You're typically seeing the same traditional players in that space. There hasn't been a lot of movement on the UC space. The UCAS aspect had been maturing for the last couple of years. So it was a natural move from Gartner's perspective to sort of wind down the UCNQ and move everything towards a UCAS approach. But a lot of it, uh, from our point of view, is also stemming from what the businesses and the end customers buying these reports are seeking, and which is what brings the writing on the wall. So over the last two years, from a Ring Central perspective, I haven't been sitting in front of any large enterprise prospect and having to have the conversation to convince them to move to the cloud. That just doesn't happen today. Because organizations are already using cloud services in one way, shape, or form, be it for collaboration, document sharing, some internal applications they might be running on AWS, GCP, Azure, they all know what cloud is. They all know what the benefits of cloud are. They can see the writing on the wall. They've already migrated half, if not most, of their IT stack onto cloud. Communication and collaboration is that last piece in the IT stack puzzle that they're actually trying to move to the cloud. So the conversation is more about how you're going to effectively manage my transition and give me an enhanced user experience over a course of 12, 18, 24 months, whatever the timescale might be for a large enterprise to actually move from legacy infrastructure to the cloud infrastructure. And if that's the buying conversation we are having, it's no surprise that Gartner is not having the uptake from these enterprises. Yeah, and I, I think I was saying to you just before we started recording, we did some analysis of, of the UC quadrant, and I don't think effectively it had changed for the last three years. So as you were saying, it's, if there's no change and, and there's no innovation in the space, then effectively it's, it's a bit redundant, isn't it, to have that? Absolutely. I realize you, you've outlined a bit of, of the reasoning behind it, but, but what do you think has, has caused this stagnation in terms of UC? Is, is it that, as you said, everyone, to some extent, is looking to the cloud for, for their next realm of solutions? Everybody is looking to the cloud for their next round of solutions, uh, but the, the reason for that is multiple. I think uh, if we take a step back, UC has been around for 20 years in one way, shape, or form. Every vendor has had a different definition of UC. 
you kind of hedge your bets and you go FMC versus UC versus telco solutions versus pure play vendors like the Avias or Mitel from the legacy world. And they've only been able to develop it so much. But the real vision of true unified communications along with collaboration all bolted in into a single user interface that you can use across any device, that you can spread across geographical boundaries is the true realization in terms of what everybody as end cu customers were looking for from a UC solution. And that is really being delivered through the cloud. It's not being delivered through, through the legacy systems. Today you find people working remotely, working from home, working from cafeterias, working all over the place. Geographical locations are not an issue whether you're sitting in San Francisco, or sitting in London, sitting in New York, sitting in Singapore. You all want to be on that same platform. The IT administrators in large enterprise organizations want to make sure that they're all their employees across these different geographies. They're using the same system. You just can't deliver some of these benefits and employee experiences from legacy on-prem infrastructure, which is why the traditional UCP hasn't involved and the innovation hasn't happened. It's moved to the cloud because you can deliver these benefits through the cloud because of the inherent nature of a single global multi-tenant platform that brings these capabilities together. But that's still kind of one big aspect of it. Another big aspect of it is the ease of use, the ease of deployment that comes with the cloud infrastructure model that you don't typically necessarily have with legacy infrastructure that you might have in place, like setting up a new employee, like integrating that new employee's setup process through a system like Workday, which is spread across most large enterprise organizations today. Integrating into Active Directory to go, I'm going to make sure everything gets created for this employee from an IT perspective on day one when they start up, including all the communication and collaboration services. The onboarding experience then being delivered to the employees and their ability to be able to use these on different devices. Again, these are aspects of usage of these services which are inherent from a cloud development perspective. And hence, you see greater innovation happening on UCAS rather than UC. I, I guess the, the third aspect for me, which is key, is business process and automation. Right, The new buzzword across the industry is all about automation and AI and machine learning. That's the next phase of big technical advancement that's happening in, in most fields. And that applies to the UCAS space. It applies to communication and collaboration as a stack. If you think about how we work every day, we work in seven, eight, ten different applications as an organization, but they don't all speak to each other. And communication is the underpinning platform that can allow you to bring all these different applications together, build business processes that actually simplify the working lives of employees, enhance the experience, make them more productive, make them much more happier when they're working. Also helps in bringing information and consumption of that information on a more instant on-demand basis. So this level of openness that the cloud platform is bringing along with the ability to integrate into all these different services is becoming a very key decision factor when companies are looking to buy new collaboration and communication services. What you're saying there, and, and I know you, you've thought a lot about this, and, and Ring Central think a lot about this. It, it's 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 in no way just one factor, is it? As you said, the, the sort of three principles, the three big changes you've you've outlined there. It, it's almost a perfect storm, isn't it? That's 
that's that's led to this shift rather than just one or two factors yes it is it is a perfect storm and i think you don't see that happening very often right if if memory serves me right i would have said maybe salesforce was a good example where they were in a situation of a perfect storm uh eight to ten years back and with ucast and ring central i find ourselves in that same position where today we are in a market where the opportunity upside globally is anywhere around 100 billion and further up north. You've got companies who are looking to move towards cloud infrastructure for the various reasons that I outlined earlier. And in Ring Central, we have a product that is built from the ground up with a cloud-first, mobile-first approach. And we've been leading the pack for quite a few years in this space. So it is a perfect storm from our perspective. What you were saying before is that the sort of conversations that you're having with with your enterprise customers has, has, has shifted, and, and it's no longer a discussion of trying to explain the benefits of the cloud to them, but because they're already aware of those. So, what, what's your main focus from a Ring Central perspective when, when you're talking to your customers? What, what do you expl- what, What's the help that they really need in that process? Our approach is really trying to understand. What are the business needs? What are the business outcomes that a prospect or a customer is looking to drive within the organization? At the end of the day, consumption behaviors are changing and organizations are trying to adapt and deliver newer experiences for their employees. With that, they want to deliver simplicity and productivity benefits as well. Some might want to deliver cost savings. So different businesses come at different approaches of how they're looking to achieve their business goals and objectives. So our approach is to always try and understand what the customer is looking to solve and then try to work backwards and recommend a solution that fits their needs. And that's part of the reason why when you think in Gartner's landscape, they're also talking about the full stack. They're talking about UCAS and CCAS together. Because contact center, again, forms a big element of that. That's another area where you're seeing on-premise vendors not really flourishing. You've got the on-prem Cisco stuff, which is struggling. You've got Aspect from a legacy perspective, Genesis. The on-prem stuff for these players is struggling because, again, the, the interaction in the client space has moved. The issues that the customers are trying to solve there are more revolving around customer engagement through omnichannel mediums, be it social media, be it WhatsApp, be it email, be it voice trying to bring all those different factors together. And who knows, tomorrow there might be another social platform that might be added to to the structure. Again, these are things that are easy to bring to the forefront and scale with the cloud infrastructure that provides for you more an on-demand structure. And hence, it's again further feeding into that shift towards cloud. So from your opinion, Gartner have removed the UC quadrant, as, as we've already discussed, that they've, they've seen that as being redundant. What do you see are the, are the main shifts that are going to occur in the market in general in terms of this analysis? We, we talked about some of the more traditional legacy players that, and, and we can't deny they are trying to change their approach. They're trying to move to a more cloud-centric model. But as you said, companies like yourselves at RingCentral, who are cloud-native, mobile-first companies, do you see the market being able to react or or is it more of a case of some of these legacy players we, we're going to see disappear? I think the market does need to react for some of the legacy players to survive, whether they react by acquiring some of the smaller cloud players uh, with cloud infrastructure on the background or they actually get absorbed by another larger player who might be looking 
at things happening, but I suspect there might be some level of consolidation that's going to happen further on in the market over the next few years, really aimed towards establishing cloud leaders in this space. Uh, there will be some organizations that can successfully do a good transformation to the cloud in, in various different ways, in various different go-to-market models. But the, the fundamental thinking within these organizations needs to change, not just about technology, but the whole end-to-end -end business model and the customer experience that they want to bring to the table if they want to survive and compete with the newer age players. The landscape from a vendor perspective is not only just changing for the legacy players, it's also changing for the large telco carriers and the incumbent players in this space. Right? And a great example of that is our relationship with BT, where BT has put forward the Ring Central offering branded as BT CloudPhone and BT CloudWork into their corporate and major accounts and public sector channels, which is their large enterprise channels that they operate within the UK, because they are seeing this demand coming from the customers as well. So it's really time where some of these bigger carriers, again, for them to survive and have skin in the game and not lose the market share that they've built up on the legacy services, need to grow and evolve into this space. I think that's one area definitely to watch out for, where for, for them to be relevant with their customers, they'll be looking to onboard some of these new cloud services in the near future. That, that's a really interesting point, actually. It's an area that often gets neglected in, t in terms of the carriers. And uh, we have seen some carri carriers try to develop their own solutions. But as you said, BT adopting a, a Ring Central solution, do, do you think that's something we're potentially going to see replicated rather than trying to develop something from scratch when you're you know, years behind the curve? It makes a lot more sense to adopt a, an already successful platform and, and put that forward towards your own customers. Yeah, I think... That will be the way forward for a majority of the carriers, but certainly based on, on our conversations in the last 12 to 18 months with them is how we tend to see this landscape growing. I, I don't think they have the breadth and the capability to do the development from the ground up and start from scratch. It's, it's a lot of effort, a lot of manpower, and a lot of time for them to play catch up to the bigger cloud players like ourselves in the market. And we're not standing still. We're, we're continuously developing day in, day out. So for them to play catch up on that will be extremely difficult. And I think the better approach would be for them to think about how they can take what the cloud players deliver best, how they can leverage what they do best, which is a massive amount of network assets that they can sweat very nicely, and bring the two together to bring a compelling offering into the market, but also help them place towards those cloud services that their customers are really starting to seek. Oh, well, Tyler, it's been fascinating to talk to you. Thank you so much for coming on and, and giving us some reaction to Gartner removing the UC quadrant. I look forward to speaking to you again in the future. Great, fantastic. Big thanks to Sahil and to Ring Central for coming onto the podcast with me and giving me their reaction to the news. If you want to know more about why Gartner have called time on the Unified Communications Magic Quadrant, you can find an article on our website where Rob Scott has looked at all of the reasoning behind the decision. Head to uctoday.com and search for Gartner and you can find it all there along with details for the other Magic Quadrants. That's it for today though. Hope you enjoyed the episode. As always, thanks for listening.